glad to see you this morning and uh, the last Sunday of August. Praise the Lord. It seems like um, it seems like that summer just hit like this week and uh, not not time wise. I mean, weather wise, like all all summer, it's been cold and rainy and not really cold, but not really warm either. And this week, uh, it actually felt like summer. It was warm all week. So that was that was different. But we are in the last week of, uh, of August. And, uh, and so uh, let me mention this before I forget. Uh, attendance cards. Make sure you grab an attendance card in the pew pocket before you and go ahead and fill that out. And uh, make sure you put that in the offering box in the back. And uh, Lord willing, we are planning on starting the offering back up here uh, soon. And as with the choir, we are working on all of that. Let me say this as well, because I know uh, we live in the real world. We watch the news. We, uh, we try to pay attention to what is going on around us. And I am aware there are a lot of sickness going around and things of that nature. And, uh, and sometimes we look around, we think, man, uh, we wish the attendance was better. I do too, trust me. But uh, with that being said, if you are sick, do stay at home. Um, and, and watch the live stream, and, uh, and, and when you get better, come back, you know. Uh, we, there, there is a lot of things going on, and, uh, and my, my prayer and my goal and my aim is just, hey, we're going to keep going forward, and, uh, and if you are not feeling well or if you are concerned, uh, we are striving to live stream all services, and, uh, and so we do have that available uh, but, uh, but I just want to mention that uh, for those who are, are concerned about that. All right, let me, we're going to switch things up a little bit. I'm going to do the announcements now. I get to the end uh, of, of doing my uh, lesson, and I do not have the announcements fresh on my mind. Matter of fact, my wife's always like, you, do, you need to find somebody to do the announcements for you. And I, I do, I do a terrible job because... Um, I can't keep all of that juggled in my mind. So uh, let me get the announcements real quick. Don't forget, for those who are involved, we have choir practice this evening at 5 o'clock. Uh, we are starting to work on things and uh, get that rolling. Uh, today is Promotion Sunday. Uh, that really doesn't, we don't have anywhere to promote you except for to heaven. And so uh, that happens when it happens. We don't have any control of promoting you uh, to the next class, all right? Uh, but I can promise you this, the next class will be better, uh, will be better. There's no doubt about that if you're headed to heaven. So, uh, so uh, that pertains more to the other classes and uh, as they move up. But uh, all church outreach this Saturday, uh, September 4th, and uh, help us get the gospel out to the community. And you say, what do you do? Well, we just go out, we hit uh, um, a few streets. We just take gospel tracts and we go out, we leave them in the door. We don't knock on the door. Uh, we don't, uh, that's what we do. We just go out, we hit, hit doors. We just kind of leave a flyer in the door. Uh, and that's what we plan on doing. And so Saturday at 10 o'clock, uh, it does involve walking, and so if you are able and if you want to come out, we would love to have you. You say, well, I've never done that before. Well, I'll help you. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll pair you up with somebody who knows what they're doing, and, uh, and you go out then. And you say, well, I can't go out. And there are a lot of people who can't go out. They can't go out and walk. They can't. And that's fine. I totally understand that. But what you can do is pray. All right? So mark it down. Maybe you can't go out. Maybe you're not able to walk. Uh, 
but mark it down and pray for us as we do go out. Pray that God's word uh, will have effect on the places that it goes. Pray for our safety uh, because you never know what's going to happen out there. And, uh, and sometimes there are things that take place. So uh, pray for our safety. Pray for that God would give us wisdom. Sometimes we do. Sometimes I talk to people. If they're out in their yard I, I, and I have opportunity, I will try and talk to people and, uh, and you know, try and give them the gospel. So pray that uh, that would go well if you're not able to go out. Uh, this is not in the bulletin. Sunday, September 5th, after church, we're planning on having a church fellowship. And the, we're, uh, the college and career class is kind of in charge of putting that on for us. So, uh, so I want you to be aware, Sunday night after church, next Sunday night after church, we're having a church fellowship. And uh, it's not a big deal. We're just get together. We're going to have uh, uh, something and, and be able to uh, relax and, and be able to uh, fellowship. Amen. So we're looking forward to that. Um, Mary Martha meeting coming up September 7th. That's always the first Tuesday of every month at 630 at night. And then we are starting shipmates up on September 8th. So I want to let you know about those things that are coming, uh, all coming in the bulletin. And, uh, and then let's go over some prayer requests. I have a, a lot of prayer requests this week. Um, continue to pray for uh, Edna Robinson. She was at the hospital this week, had a, uh, a procedure done. She's back home now. She is doing better, uh, doing well and recovering. Uh, continue to pray for Virginia Andrews. She's still in the hospital. And uh, they attempted surgery this week. It did not, uh, they were not able to do it. And so continue to keep her in prayer, and I know she will certainly appreciate it. Um, and then pray for uh, Steve Thornton is our missionary. His mom is in the hospital, and he's actually flying back. Uh, she's been in and out of the hospital, and now she's, it's complicated, and she's having more difficulty. So continue to keep her in prayer. And then pray for the family of the 13 military service members that died in, in Kabul, Afghanistan this week. Uh, if you're not aware of that, we did have one that was from Ohio. I, I was reading over the names, and I was amazed, to be honest with you. They were ages 20 to 25, um, and then there was one that was 31 years old. But uh, really, the, the majority of them were 20 to 25 uh, young men uh, and ladies who uh, felt it their duty to help protect America. And so keep their families um, in prayer, and I know that they will certainly appreciate that. Then these others are physical needs. Pray, pray for Brian Ammon, uh, Ruth Ann Parker, uh, physical need, Luann Getz, uh, Ann Hubner, and, uh, and continue to keep those things in prayer. And then one more, Tama Allison as well uh, for physical need. And I know that they will certainly appreciate those things. Uh, most of those, if you look in your bulletin on the back, uh, there is a prayer list and continue to keep those things in prayer as well for a, another staff man, music and uh, youth person that can help us with that, and, uh, and we will certainly appreciate that. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and, uh, and then we'll get into the lesson. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for uh, your goodness to us. And God, we, we do ask for all of these that were mentioned. God, there are many. Uh, God, I know that. God, I know that we are a needy people. But God, we also know that you are a great God. And God, you care about our circumstances, you care about our situation, you care about everything about our life. And so God, we bring these requests to you uh, on behalf of many of them are, are our members and uh, our people, Father, who are 
uh, have physical need or, or maybe they're friends or relatives of uh, our people. And God, I pray that you would help them. I pray that you'd be with each and every situation as only you can. God, my, uh, my heart goes out to the family of those service members who uh, passed away. God, I pray that you would comfort those uh, families during this time, help them and strengthen them. And God, may they turn to you in, in a time of such a difficulty in their life. And God, may they find comfort and rest in you. God, we'll thank you for that. God, I pray that you'd bless our services this morning. God, I pray that you'd bless each and every class and those that are promoting and moving on and going to different classes. And God, I pray that you'd help them and strengthen them as they take a next step and a next uh, pace in their life, Father, going on to a new class, and we'll thank you for that. God, I pray that you'd be with each Sunday school class, each lesson that's taught. Uh, may, may, they have, uh, may they teach, Father, for your honor, for your glory, and may you uh, touch each and every heart of each and every uh, person that's in this building this morning. Father, we'll be careful to give you the honor and glory for all that's said and done. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up to uh, Galatians, Galatians chapter 5. We are looking at the fruit of the Spirit, and we're going to continue to do so. And uh, as we go through this list, I hope and pray it is a blessing to you. I've been enjoying, really, I don't know that I've ever taken one fruit of the Spirit at a time and gone through them as we have been doing in this lesson. And so I know for me personally, uh, I have enjoyed that study. I've enjoyed looking at uh, joy. Uh, I've enjoyed looking at love. And uh, this morning we're going to look at peace. And, uh, and so these are things that are uh, they're very important. It is the work of the Spirit in our lives. And these are uh, the things that, we, that it ought to produce in our life. And this morning, we're going to look at the fruit of peace. The Bible says in Galatians 5.22, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. And, uh, and we're going to look at that idea, what is peace? And I think the world it has a mistaken idea of what peace is, and, uh, and they don't really understand what peace is. And sometimes, even Christians, we don't understand uh, really and truly what peace is. And uh, I read this illustration uh, that two painters were asked to paint a picture illustrating peace. Now, for a minute, in your mind, I want you to think, what would, what, would you, uh, what would you paint? And I'm thinking, man, my painting skills are disastrous. All right, but let's imagine that your painting skills are good, okay? Let's just pretend uh, that you have an ability to paint. What would you paint as, as a peaceful scene? And, uh, and so the first painted a beautiful evening scene in the foreground of which was a lake, its surface absolutely calm and unruffled. Trees surrounding it, meadows stretched away to the distant cattle gently browsing, a little cottage, and the setting sun all spoke of perfect rest. And that's probably what I would picture. I mean, just that idea of peaceful. I look at that, sun setting, man, a glass lake. I mean, that just, that to me spells peace. It actually it would be better if there was a canoe on it, but, but well, well, that'll be okay. Um, and and that, that's just a beautiful scene. Maybe some deer in the background with the uh, uh, with the cattle that are uh, that are that are out there grazing. But the second painter, listen to this, drew a wild, stormy scene. 
heavy black clouds hung overhead. In the center of the picture, an immense waterfall poured forth huge volumes of water covered with foam. One could almost hear its unceasing roar, yet perhaps the uh, first thing to strike the eye was a small bird perched in a cleft of a huge rock, absolutely sheltered from all danger, pouring forth its sweet notes of joy. It is the second painter who could describe the peace that passeth all understanding, which is in the Lord Jesus Christ, the wisdom of God in the heart of the redeemed. One can only have peace with himself when he has peace with God. And I thought, boy, what a true illustration. You know, we, 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 we do think of that peaceful scene, the first painting with the calm lake and the sun setting and, and the nice scene, but really peace is illus, best illustrated in the center of a storm with all the, the craziness that rages around us and, and the, the vast waterfall pouring down, but yet that songbird that's just covered by the rock. And just sitting there as peaceful as anything in the midst of chaos. Uh, what a good illustration of what true peace is. And as we think about the fruit of peace this morning, uh, may we, may we re, be reminded uh, of the peace uh, that is available. And it's be, first and foremost, we need to be at peace with God. Uh, John 14, turn over there with me. John chapter number 14. As we look at several scriptures that refer to peace, uh, it really is amazing how often peace shows up in the Bible. Uh, the Gospel of John, chapter number 14, and verse number 27. Jesus says this, he says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as though the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. John chapter 14 and really 15, 16 and, uh, are good chapters in the which Jesus is giving instruction to his disciples and he's telling them they've been ministering with Jesus, they've been working with Jesus and, and he is now telling them, hey, I'm about to go away. <gasps> Wait a minute. Well, that was my job. That was my livelihood. I've been working with Jesus. We have been ministering with Jesus for, for these uh, two years. I don't know how long it was in, maybe three years even. We, I don't really know. But, but they had been ministering with Jesus. And now all of a sudden, Jesus is saying, hey, I'm about to go away. But it's worse than that. I'm going to be crucified. And I'm leaving. And they're thinking, what are we going to do? Man, I sold my fishing boat. I got rid of my fishing nets. I, 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 I'll have to go back to my old boss and, and beg on my hands and knees, hey, do you think you can squeeze me back into this position? And, and, and they're thinking, well, what are we going to do? And at the same time, he's giving them all kinds of comfort, saying, hey, listen, God will be with you. And he's giving them comfort. And he says here in verse number 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give Unto you, not as the world giveth. In other words, uh, the, in, not in the same way that the world gives, and also not the same peace that the world gives, but rather a heavenly peace. He says, give I unto you, let not your hearts be troubled. And we need to understand that, listen, 
Jesus did come to give us peace on, in, our, in this world. Uh, not on this world, but peace in this world. And, uh, and peace is available. Uh, peace with God is available. Many people in the world, they don't understand that. Matter of fact, the world, by and large, they are at enmity, the Bible says, with God. They are at war with God. Therefore, uh, there's no peace in their life with them and God. They're scared of God. Uh, they're concerned about God. And, uh, and listen, they need to understand that, hey, Jesus didn't come to condemn them. Most people, when they think of God, they think of a God that's sitting in heaven with a lightning rod and he's just waiting for you to mess up so he can push the button and say, and zap that person. Well, they messed up. Well, they're not doing right. Well, they, uh, they failed in their life and therefore God is going to, to judge them and squash them. Listen, G God sent Jesus to this earth to provide peace with God and mankind. That's the purpose uh, for which Jesus came. Uh, John 16 and verse number 33, we're right there, uh, flip over and he says, These things have I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. What a blessing to know that, hey, we can be at peace with God. Jesus offers that peace. And many people just simply are not aware of the peace that they can have with God. Uh, they're not aware that it is available. They're not aware that, uh, that Jesus came to make peace with mankind and to be that offering for all of mankind. They're just simply not aware of it. And, uh, and as we read that in John 14, uh, listen, He wants to leave us that peace. He wants to offer us that peace. But listen, peace is only available through Jesus Christ. Many people do seek peace with God. Matter of fact, uh, they seek peace with God through uh, religions. And listen, this morning, uh, Anchor Baptist Church, in and of itself, the Baptist religion cannot provide you with peace to God. It's not possible. Uh, somebody said this. Uh, they said, religion is, is man's duty towards God. Those are religious duties. In other words, we come to church because, and they classify us as religious because we come to church. We read our Bible. They classify us as religious because we read our Bible. Religion is man's duty towards God. Listen, we know from Scripture that can't save us. There's no way to be saved through religious works. There's no way to be saved and to reconcile ourselves with God. That reconciliation can only be done and is only done through Jesus Christ. We're going through the book of Romans in uh, Sunday nights. And, uh, and we've, been, we've been going through salvation. Matter of fact, tonight I, uh, we're, we're going to continue through it. And last Sunday night we were looking, we started out in Romans chapter 5, and we're really understanding the package of salvation. You know, when you get a gift, uh, many times you don't understand all that that gift is. And, uh, and you receive it and you say, man, I got a gift. I'm happy about it and I'm excited about it. And you might open that thing up and you might discover, man, it is far greater than what I thought it was. 
And listen, salvation, uh, when we receive salvation, uh, you don't have to understand all that that gift is. You do need to understand that, hey, you're a sinner uh, and recognize that, uh, that we have sinned against God, but God loves us and wants to change that. And, and understand that He will forgive us and cleanse us of our unrighteousness. That's why He came. And, and say, well, I want that gift of salvation. And then receive that gift. But listen, receiving that, that's good. And you should do that. You're saved. But that doesn't mean you understand every aspect of salvation. And going through the book of Romans, uh, listen, Paul dissect salvation on a very, very fine level and, uh, and helps us understand every part of it. He says in Romans chapter 5 and verse 1, he says, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace through, with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't say we have peace with God through uh, the Baptist church. He didn't say we have peace with God through being religious and coming to church. He didn't say we have peace with God by being baptized. He didn't say we have peace with God by giving an offering to the church. He didn't say we have peace with God by doing good works to other people. He said we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And He is the one that provides that peace with God. What a blessing, because if it depended on us, we could not earn that peace. We could not get that peace. And the reality is, it is only through Jesus Christ, and He is the only way uh, that we can have that peace. And we know that uh, if we as Christians then continue to walk with the Lord, we will have peace with Him. What happens when a Christian uh, stops walking with the Lord? Well, you don't lose your salvation. We believe that once you are saved, you're always saved. And, uh, and you cannot lose that salvation. If you've put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your own personal Savior, then you are saved. You're born again. Uh, but listen, what happens? And we've all seen it. We've all, matter of fact, we've all done it in our own lives. Done what? We've, we've gotten away from the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, even if you've been in church, you know you can be in church and, and not be walking with the Lord Jesus Christ. You know you can actually physically come to church on Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night and lose fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ because your presence here does not guarantee a good relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You can come and sit in the pew. And you can count f- flies in the uh, light fixtures. We don't have very many, so you, would, you might be able to count them all. You could come in church and, and you can sit in the pew and you can twiddle your thumbs all, all morning long and stare at the carpet and, and your body can be physically present, but your mind is elsewhere. You're thinking about what's for lunch. You're thinking about where you're going to go. You're thinking about your plans. Listen, sometimes even as Christians, even with good motives and good intentions, sometimes that happens to us. Uh, we inadvertently get distracted and we start thinking about other things and we've got to pull our mind back in and rein it back in and say, oh, I've got to focus on the Lord. I've got to focus on what we're here for. I've got to focus on God and focus on the Word of God. And even sometimes as we read our Bible, as I read my Bible, I sit down and I'll read and I get up and I say, what did I read today? I don't have a clue. Man, I, I need to, there's something's not right. I need to go, I need to pay attention. I need to focus on what I'm doing. And we've got to constantly be on top of our 
ourselves. What I'm saying is you can get away from God. Now, that doesn't mean you lose your salvation, but it does mean that you lose fellowship with God. And what happens when we lose fellowship with God? Well, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 9, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me. Paul is telling them, hey, listen, the things that you've seen me do, the things that you've seen me preaching and witnessing and the things that you've seen me do in praying and, and, and spending time in, in the word of God and learning and growing. He said, those things that you've witnessed in my life, he goes on and he says, do. One simple word. Do that. Replicate it. And then he goes on and he says, and the God of peace shall be with you. What does that mean? It means if you get away from God, you know what? I know it from experience. You know it from experience. That peace starts to fade away. All of a sudden, you're dealing with anxiety and you're dealing with worry and you're dealing with a lack of peace in your life. My wife and I were talking the other day, and it is amazing how anxiety has consumed our society, to be honest with you. People are so anxious. They're saying, uh, man, I'm concerned about this and I'm concerned about that. Listen, as Christians, hey, we can. This is easier said than done, and I know that. But we can give it to God and say, God, it's your problem. Help me to trust in you and not be anxious and have that peace in my life. And and the Bible is very clear that we can be at peace as Christians with God and we ought to be at peace. And uh, and listen, I know sometimes we get a we get away from the fellowship and I know sometimes our flesh takes over and we desire to worry. and We're like, what about this and what about that? And uh, can I tell you this morning that uh, man worry? That's one of my problems, to be honest with you. I worry about this and I worry about that. And, and, and the Lord always reminds me, hey, you need, to, you need to put it on the altar. You need to take all of those uh, prayer cards and you need to pray for them and, and put them on the altar and walk away from them and say, hey, God's going to take care of that. And don't continue to worry about it and think about it. But so often we carry them around with us. I do have to carry this around because i got to put it in my office. We, we carry it around with us and we say, man, I, man, I hope God's going to do that. Man, I hope, boy, I don't know how we're going to take care of this problem. Wait a minute, did we give it to God or are we still carrying it around? And we need to trust God and we need to allow God to give us peace in our life. That's what Jesus wanted. That's what Jesus provides to us as a Christian. And many times uh, we, we, need to, we need to exercise that faith in God to have peace with God. Listen, salvation starts that peace with God and the fellowship continues that peace with God. But listen, it's not only peace with God. Hey, we need to have peace within. Peace within. Many people think that peace can be found in change. You know, you ever know people that uh, they're, they're looking for peace and, and maybe they don't know that. Maybe they don't word it that way, but the, uh, they think, well, a change is going to bring about that peace. And so I'm telling you, people will change jobs. They'll change jobs radically. They'll say, well, man, I, you know, it's just the workplace. It's, this, it's that. And, and, uh, and they'll change jobs. They'll find another job. They'll work there for a little while, and then they'll change jobs again. They'll work there for a little while, and then they'll change jobs again. Uh, and why is that? Because they're, they're not at peace within. Some people will change, uh, change houses. 
And, uh, and sometimes people will up and, and they'll move here and move there. And uh, they're looking for peace in their life. Some people will change a location. So they'll change cities. And they'll say, man, you know, this masculine, it's, boy, it's problematic. I'm, I'm moving. And, and they'll, they'll up and move. Maybe they'll go to Florida. I'm not talking about our snowbirds, all right? Easy. I know why you go to Florida. It's to avoid the cold winters. Hey, nothing wrong with that. But some people, they'll up and change, you know, cities. They'll, they'll up and change. And listen, I've moved. I, I know what moving is about, and I know the involvement with it. But they'll up and move, and they'll say, hey, uh, you know, what is it? They're looking for peace, and they'll get to that place, and they'll discover. I've talked to people. They've moved from one place and moved to another place, and they've lived there for several years. And, and then they'll come back, and, uh, and I'll say, well, why did you move? Well, I'm just looking for something different. Well, why did you come back? Because I didn't find it. They don't know what they're looking for, but in reality, it's peace within themselves. And you know what? You cannot be at peace with yourself if you're not at peace with God. And peace is a, is a grace of the Holy Spirit. I quoted this verse in Philippians. Um, go with me to Philippians chapter 4. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. And I want you to see that grace is a... a or peace, rather, is a grace of the Holy Spirit. Peace is a grace of the Holy Spirit. In order to be at peace within, uh, Philippians chapter 4 is a wonderful, wonderful chapter. Look with me at verse number 6. We kind of talked about it a little bit with peace with God, but it says here in verse number 6, Philippians 4, 6, he says... Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Verse number 7, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Listen, those are, those are wonderful verses. And peace is a, a grace of the Holy Spirit. I remember uh, I, was, I was in Italy and I was staying there and we were getting ready. We were working on coming back. And, uh, and, and actually before that even, I went up to Italy and, or went to Italy and we were, we were looking at uh, changing locations. And we went up to visit this other missionary and, and I walked into the room that they, they were going to have us stay in. And, and on the wall was hung there. I remember this, uh, this picture and it said, why worry when you can pray? I thought, what a wonderful sign. It's too bad it's so hard to practice. And you know what we often do? You know what we often do? We'll say, why pray when you can worry? And we like to be busy worrying. And, and we like to, uh, to take those, the weight of things on our own shoulders and, and carry them around. But in reality, uh, listen, peace is a grace of the Holy Spirit. And when we give it to God, and the Holy Spirit will help us to say, hey, listen, you've prayed about that. You need to leave it in God's hands and allow Him to take care of it. These verses say that. They say, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Did you know there is... That's a double negative. Did you know uh, that, that... 
I'm going to say it anyways because I can't reword it in my head that fast. There's nothing too little to pray to God over. You can take any little thing to God and you can pray about it. And you know what? The Bible says that, that not even one, one, uh, one bird falls to the ground without God knowing about it. I've prayed about things that people would, would say, well, that's silly. I've had little kids in Sunday school classes, well, pray for my pet dog. He's got a thorn in his paw. Okay. I'll pray for that. You'd pray for some kid's pet dog that has a thorn in his paw? Well, God said if one songbird won't even fall to the ground that he doesn't know about it, then he must be concerned about everything that we are concerned about. Whether it's important or not, or, or whether uh, it's important to that person. And because that person is a child of God, and because that person is looking to God, it becomes important to God. And God is concerned about our things. And we need to pray. We need to ask God. The Bible says in Romans 8.26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Sometimes, I've been there, there are times you don't even know what to pray. You say, Lord, I, I don't even know how to pray for this situation. God, I'm asking you to intercede. I'm asking you to do something. Hey, and the Spirit will, will, will intercede on our behalf and will take care of things. Sometimes you just bring something to God. You say, God, here it is. I don't know what this means. I don't know what the best solution is. All I do know is, God, that I need to bring it to you, and I'm going to leave it at your feet, and I'm asking you to take care of it. Listen, you can be at peace within when, when the Holy Spirit of God helps you uh, take care of any situation. And then listen, God's peace is sustained by God's Word. I love this. We don't have time to... to I, could, I could spend all morning right here. Listen, this book is not like any other book. You can go to the library, you can check out a gazillion books on anything in the world that you, wanna, that you could even imagine. Somebody wrote a book about it. But can I tell you that there is, you can check out half a dozen books on peace. But can I tell you there is no better book on peace than this book right here. The Bible says uh, in Psalm 119, 165, it says, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Isaiah 26, 3 says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Listen, the best way to keep your mind stayed on God is to keep your eyes focused on the Word of God and continually read the truths of the Word of God that will infiltrate your heart and will help you be uh, consoled and comforted in every situation and every circumstance and every problem when God says, hey, child of God, I've got it under control. And it's a comfort. I'm telling you, this book will bring comfort like no other book that you can find in the world. And God's peace is sustained by the Word of God. God's peace is uh, is given by the Holy Spirit. We need to be at peace within, and the only way we can do that is to uh, obviously be at peace with God and then trust in the Lord. Then lastly this morning, and I mean, I could spend all morning just on this point alone as well, it says, uh, it says be at peace in relationships. Boy, we, 
the world, boy, how the world needs peace in relationships. And what relationships? Well, there's lots of relationships, but this is really where the rubber meets the road. I mean, everything else is inside internal turmoil that, that boils out to the outside. And, and this is where in inner peace, being at peace with God and being at peace with yourself should boil out to outside and allow us to have peace with other people as well. Because it's the peace of God that is on the inside that's going to work its way out. It is a fruit of the Spirit. And uh, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 14, Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall, which no man shall see the Lord. So we ought to follow peace with all men and holiness. Listen, we ought to have peace with, without. Other people ought to be able to see our peace. I can't tell you how many times the world, uh, I remember being in Peru and, and, uh, and, and dealing with some problems in the missionary there. It was trying, I forget what it was. And, and, uh, and, and several of the people, they were lost. People looked at him and they said, he, he is such a saint of God. You know what it is? He had the peace of God within and it boiled out to the outside. And they looked at him and, and in a difficult circumstance and a difficult problem when he was trying to, you know, have, I don't know, probably some paperwork dealt with and, and have everything taken care of. And, and they say, so we, we enjoy dealing with him because he's calm. You know what? It's God's peace coming out. And that's where the rubber meets the road. It's not easy, but it's got to start from within. And listen, there's three areas that we ought to have peace. Uh, one in relationships. One is in our homes. The Bible says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also ye are called in one body and be thankful. I don't know. You don't know. We live in one home. And I don't know what your home is like. I don't live there. And, and you don't know what my home is like. You don't live there. But listen, in your home, there ought to be peace. And there can be peace when you're at peace with God. And when you're at peace within. And it causes peace and serenity. That's not to say you'll never have disagreements. You'll never have struggles. You'll never have uh, problems. But, but everything can be resolved with the peace of God. And with the Holy Spirit and the Word of God helping us and, and giving us the grace and giving us the counsel that we need to take care of things in a right way and, and cause us to have peace in our homes. And listen, uh, as Christians, uh, we ought to have peace in our homes. We ought to have peace with one another. And, uh, and listen, that will come about as the Spirit works. And you say, well... Uh, Listen, some people, uh, they're, they're married to a spouse that is lost. And listen, you know what the Bible, the Bible gives us instruction about that. It says, hey, live uh, in such a manner that, that your spouse would look at you and see the peace of God in your life. And that they would be won by the manner of your testimony. That's how that works. And, and yeah, there may be turmoil and there may be problems, but listen, you in a personal manner can exhibit the peace of God in your life on the outside to other people uh, that, will, that will help calm and have a calming effect on that stuff. And listen, I know it's not easy. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying it's possible with God's help. And that that is a fruit of the Spirit. 
It ought to be exhibited in our homes. It ought to be exhibited in our churches. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14.33, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. That was two verses put together. 1 Corinthians 14.33 and Ephesians 4.3. Uh, that's 1 Corinthians 14.33 and Ephesians 4.3. Uh, that, that Listen, God's not the author of confusion, but of peace. And listen, where confusion and chaos is, is the opposite of peace. And God desires us to have peace. I've been in uh, confusion and, and, and tough situations. Even in Peru, I remember dealing with situations in and, and, uh, and the church there when I was in Lima. And, and uh, it was, I tell you what, it was tough. And you say, man, this isn't of God. Yeah, it wasn't of God. God doesn't desire those kind of things, but sometimes uh, when, when people allow their flesh to be involved in their life and, and they're not living in accordance to the Word of God, hey, it's going to cause chaos. It's going to cause confusion and it's going to be difficult situation. And, and sometimes the best we can do is exhibit peace in our own life so that it causes others. You know, we've, we've, going, we've been going through the book of Proverbs on Wednesday night and we talk about this that, uh, uh, listen, it, it takes two people to be con have contention. Uh, the Bible says in Proverbs, where there is no wood, the fire goeth out. In other words, hey, if you're not willing to, uh, to, to enter into that argument, then it's going to calm down and eventually it's going to burn out. And you know what? There will be peace. And sometimes it takes a while. But hey, in the, in the church, there ought to be peace. We ought to be at peace with uh, one another and sometimes we'll have differences of opinions but you know what the Bible says preferring one another above ourselves in other words hey looking at other people and saying hey we want we uh, we're not talking about sin and we're not talking about serious doctrinal issues we're talking about preferences a lot of times we all have different preferences uh, but listen, we can have peace and we can have harmony uh, by setting those things aside and saying, you know what? I endeavor and I desire to have peace in the church. And that's what he's saying in these verses. Not only in our homes and in our churches, but listen, in our world. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3 and verse 13, or 17 and 18, And the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes, talking about the world, and they are lost, and they don't know the peace of God, and they ought to see it in our life. Go with me to 1 Timothy chapter 2, and I want you to see these verses, and we'll close with this. 1 Timothy chapter 2, and verse number 1, down through 5. 1 Timothy, 1 through, 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 5. 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 5. He says this, 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1. He says, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and givings of thanks be made for all men. Let me just stop there for a moment. You know, it is not possible to be thankful and sad at the same time. Or, or maybe sad is not the right word, but, but have that inner turmoil at the same time. 
when you're grateful and giving thanks, there is so much ingratitude. It, it kind of is amazing. But, but when you stop and you say, thank you, God, for simple things. Thank you that I have health, that I can be here this morning. Thank you that I was able to get out of my house and I was actually able to come to church. Thank you for the freedom that we have. Thank you for this. And when you give God thanks, when you pause to recognize God has done something even so simple and honor him and praise him for that in your life, it just kind of sets everything else at ease. And he says in the very first and foremost thing that, hey, prayer and supplication and intercession, those are uh, different forms of prayer. And intercession would be praying on somebody else's behalf, praying the people that we mentioned this morning, praying for them. That's not our problem. But when we take their problem and we say, you know what, I'm going to take that problem and I'm going to present it to the Lord on your behalf. That's interceding. That's praying for somebody. And he says, listen, that prayer and intercession and supplications and giving of thanks be made for all men. Verse number two, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who will have all men to be saved, to come unto the knowledge of truth. Of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. But what he's saying there is listen, when we're praying, when we're, uh, when we're, we're interceding and we're uh, giving thanks and we're doing all these things and we're praying for the king that is in authority and we're praying for uh, all of those things, listen, it is going to lead us to, have a, to lead a quiet and peaceable life. As it says, listen, when the world looks at us, they see somebody that says they're they're at peace. Something happened a while back and one of my neighbors was, I don't know, they, they were uh, they were out in their yard and I was out in my yard and, and another neighbor there. They'd taken some bushes out and they, they hired another com- another some other people to do it. Well, they went in there and they, they had a machine or whatever and it kind of messed up some of my grass and it was, it was three corner. I mean, all the corners kind of came together. So it was my yard, his yard, and their yard. And it messed up some of our grass and, and they, they reseeded and they put the straw out and actually now you can't even tell any difference. And, and when that happened, my other neighbor was out in his yard and he was like looking at it and I was out in my yard and, and he says, he says they, they messed up their, the yard. I say, yep, but they fixed it. The, the world wants to cause turmoil and be upset. And, and I looked at it and I said, yeah, they did. But you know what? They receded it. It's going to grow back. And you know what? Actually, right now, that looks better than the rest of my yard. I don't really have much of a complaint. Because sometimes the world just wants to blow things up. And they want to be upset. And it's amazing, but listen, as a Christian, hey, we can have peace. We can have peace in this world. We can display that peace, and they can see that, and they can say, there's something different about those people. And we should desire that they can see that. Three things this morning. Are you at peace with God? Salvation gives us peace with God. Are you at peace within with yourself? And then thirdly, as we looked at it, are you at peace with others? We ought to have peace with other people. 
And there's a whole lesson of forgiveness that could be brought out in having peace with other people. Listen, we, we ought to forgive as Christ Jesus forgave us. Man, when, we, when you think about how much God forgave you, we don't really have a right to hold a grudge against anyone. Because we're all just debtors here on this earth. And God's forgiven us. We ought to be grateful for the great debt of sin that God forgave us. And say, you know what, I'll let things go. It'll be all right. Lord will take care of it. Lord knows. We ought to have peace with other people. With every head bowed and every eye closed as we stand to our feet. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for this fruit of peace. And God, it's not always easy. I, I don't think you ever said it would be in your word. But it is a fruit that ought to be displayed by the Spirit working in our life. God, it starts at salvation when we have peace with God. Then God, help us to have peace even with ourselves. And sometimes our own flesh desires to worry and our own flesh desires to fight or uh, hold grudges or, or, or do things, God, that would be contrary to your word, contrary to you. And, and God, it, it, it disturbs our peace, to be honest. Help us to have peace with ourselves. But then God, help us as well to exhibit and display that peace to other people that are around us. God, just as that picture of that songbird in the midst of chaos and turmoil and storms and waterfalls, but the peace that's exhibited right there. God, help us to exhibit peace in the midst of chaos and in the midst of turmoil to a lost and dying world. May they see the peace that's in our life. Father, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' precious name, I pray. Amen. As the piano begins to play, if God's spoken to your heart, you can pray right there in your seat. You can come to the altar.